You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about the Huska Castle. As always, our references are in the episode description. And today I'm giving a special shout out to history.co article where I got most of this info and I will be some of my parts. I'll be reading directly from them. So they will be in there. Uh, so giving them a shout out and, uh, you know, welcome everyone for our first video podcast. Mm hmm. Little do you guys know, this is our third video podcast. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties, and we're redoing them, but uh, we are excited. Mm-hmm. This is the setup, y'all. If y'all have been watching YouTube, you're probably underwhelmed with how we look, but this is us. What do you mean? You've never seen a face reveal before? It's like, damn, I did not expect him to look like that. <laughs> what were they expecting? Very, very true. Brad Pitt? I mean, I'm close. Maybe. No. <laughs> so, the Huska Castle. Uh, I'm going to read a little introduction yes, here. Covering the Huska Castle today. Uh, let's go. Built atop a rocky cliff in the municipality of Blakes in the Liberoc region of the Ketch Republic. It lies about 29 miles north of Prague, uh, built in the 13th century, possibly on the orders of Otakar II of Bohemia. Huska Castle has baffled people for hundreds of years. It was built nowhere near anything of note. It had no water source except for a cistern to collect rainwater. It was placed near no trade routes. It had no strategic value. It was built with fake windows and without a kitchen. And when it was completed, nobody lived there. So why on earth was it constructed? Why go to all that trouble and expense to build a castle in the middle of a forest for no apparent reason? Local legend has it that the castle was built over a large pit that many people in the area believe was a gateway to hell. The pit was said to be so deep that when the locals tried closing it up, no amount of stones could fill it in. It was claimed that strange creatures had been seen emerging from it, such as winged monsters, demons, ghosts, and a headless horse. They were even claims of bizarre human hybrids, like a man with the head of a bullfrog. In a deeply religious age, such a hellish place could not be left to spread its evil far and wide. After much deliberation, it was decided that a fortress should be constructed around the pit and a chapel should be built directly over it to keep the diabolic spirits at bay. It is pretty dope how they like kept dumping rocks into the fucker and it would just not close up no mm -hmm. matter how much they used. Pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get into the weird parts of the castle where we think it was built to keep things in rather than things out. Yeah, the whole way it was constructed just doesn't make sense. It was built with all the defenses facing yes. um, in. And the whole castle, it's built like a big square mm -hmm. with the defenses facing towards the center. And like you touched on before, there is really no reason why this 
castle is here. There is no trade routes. It is not a good defensible area. There's no water source nearby. It is, it's here for a mm-hmm. reason, and we're going to delve into why. Yeah, it wasn't built with, with anything to sustain someone yeah. living there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just it's a bizarre, weird little spot. Structure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go into the next part. Um, during construction, it was said that prisoners who had been condemned to death were offered the chance to be lowered into the hole mm-hmm. and report what they saw in exchange for a pardon. The first to take up the offer was a young man. Shortly after being lowered into the hole, he let out a blood-curdling scream. When he was pulled back up, he was a gibbering wreck. And to everyone's horror and amazement, he aged 30 years. He died two days later. Not many prisoners chose to follow him preferring death to being lowered into this supposed gateway to hell. The castle was completed in 1278. Its chapel was dedicated to the archangel Michael, who according to scripture is the angel who raised an army against the forces of Lucifer when he rebelled against God. On the chapel's walls were painted religious frescoes depicting Michael fighting a dragon and weighing the souls of the dead on the day of judgment there were also a paint there was also a painting of a female centaur wielding a bow in her left hand it is highly unusual for a pagan symbol to be found in a christian chapel especially a left-handed one as left-handedness was seen as a mark of the devil in the middle ages some say that the ghost of a monk Clad in, be- clad in black, also guards the entrance to the pit. The castle's fortifications, meanwhile, face inwards, reversing a castle's traditional purpose of keeping intruders out. Yeah, one thing that definitely was weird to me is like the pagan kind of artwork with the left-handed woman centaur aiming a bow. Mm-hmm. The signs of her being of her being affiliated with the devil, but there's a lot of shit, weird shit going on in there. Yeah, you you saw some of that in the documentary you were yeah, looking at, right? Yeah, a little discovery video I watched. Dead birds are commonly found lying in the castle's courtyard. Locals claim the dark energy coming from the pit kills them as they fly over. Obviously, take that with a grain of salt, but I think it's a cool little detail to throw in. No doubt. There is also a lot of religious iconography in there, like we said with the murals. There is definitely, I'm not going to say for sure, satanic like sculptures in there, but there is like a horned beast I saw. There's like weird stuff, some Christian, some not. And Yeah, it's weird how pagan mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of paganism going on in here. Yeah, that's um, yeah, pretty bizarre for a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, dwelling. There's also another cool detail I found about the castle is that there is a cellar. It's the the furthest part down of the castle, and it's known as Satan's office. Nice. In that video I watched, they went into a little bit. There wasn't that crazy of shit in there, but the title was was pretty dope. And then I also had the same thing written down as you with the Archangel Michael thing, mm-hmm. him fighting the the forces of evil. And uh, 
the as I read it, wrote it down here, like we touched on earlier, why would there be an image of a centaur, a pagan myth, when this is supposed to be a castle of good keeping the bad in? But I guess there's a few ways to think about it, you know? Yeah, there is. Um, it's just nothing about this mm-hmm. castle makes sense. Yeah, 100%. You know? Uh, so why are all the defenses facing in? That's the main like supporting detail that I identify with is why have you ever seen a castle with the defenses facing in? I personally have not. And just think of, you know, how many resources did it take back then to oh, yeah. build this, to build a castle? Uh, you know, even nowadays, it would take a lot of resources to build the castle back then, yeah. even more so. So why would somebody spend all that money and time in resources exactly to build something in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere defending in inside Mm -hmm. there's no strategic reason for this castle to be here right right other than keeping the demons in yes keeping the demons in hell Mm mm-hmm All right, I'm going to read this next part. Get back on track here, people. Black magic and murder. As the centuries passed, the castle was occupied by several noble families. According to another local legend, a Swedish practitioner of black magic named Oronto lived in the castle in the 17th century. He is said to have carried out diabolical experiments while trying to discover the secret of eternal life. When locals got wind of what he was up to, legend has it, two hunters broke out into the castle and murdered Oronto in his laboratory. After that, the castle lay abandoned and fell into disrepair until it was renovated in 1823. Then in 1924, Husko was purchased by Josef Samanek, the president of Skoda. It is owned by his descendants to this day. In the 1940s, the fortress was occupied by an invading army that only enhanced the castle's malevolent reputation. So it seems like we got the castle changing hands here, Mm -hmm. and we got some alchemy kind of vibes going on here. Yeah, I definitely thought about that with Oronto. Yeah. Um, Using... uh, black magic and a lab something are they cooking meth down there are they doing some uh, heisenberg yeah no uh but he was trying to discover the secret of eternal life so that sounds to me a lot like he was trying to make a philosopher's stone you definitely have to make that connection yeah i'm speculating but it's definitely speculation but it's like at least people that think like us you you got to go there. Like, you got to yeah. go to the Philosopher's Stone, man. If he's interested in black magic and science back then, he's definitely familiar with alchemy. Got to be. Yeah. In, so, in this time period, definitely. Yeah, and definitely sounds a lot like Frankenstein to me. Yeah, <laughs> Frankenstein vibes. Frankenstein in the laboratory with, uh, you know, and then they send some hunters to kill him. Mm. Like Van Helsing goes in and kills him. It just sounds, you know, like, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised 
if um, he got some of the inspiration from this story. Yeah, and another thing I want to add in, if y'all haven't listened to some of our previous episodes that touch on alchemy, like, you know, there might be some things up in the air with alchemy. Like, there's some weird stuff going on, but it, it, based, it essentially was the precursor to chemistry. So there's, like, definitely some weird and wild stuff going on here that people have learned things from. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's real, some real chemistry came out of alchemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, we're alluding here to where some, al- some shit was going on. It was just a little more of, um, it was before science is now. So it was science with more, you know, occult. Fantastical fucking, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mythological things kind of mixed mm-hmm. into it before it became uh, you know, as science is now. Yeah, definitely. Humble beginnings. Well, yeah. So, with with that, let's go into this next part. Yeah, I like this part. The Nazis take <laughs> over the castle. Fuck yeah, they do. So, following the Nazi invasion in 1938, Huska Castle was taken over by the Wehrmacht. As far as I know, in 1939 is when they took over Huska Castle. Czechoslovakia gets taken over, and in 1939, the Nazis get Huska. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the Wehrmacht is a word for the Nazis. Okay. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. We're trying our best here. Just a dumb American here. <laughs> Doing my best. Uh, but yeah, they occupied the building until 1945. Yep. During that time, locals claimed to have heard strange noises and to have seen bright lights coming from the castle. This led people to believe that the Nazis were conducting sinister experiments in there, mm-hmm. possibly even trying to open the gateway to hell under the chapel and harness its evil power to defeat the Allies. It is unclear exactly what the Nazis got up to in the Huska Castle, as all records of their activities there have either been lost or destroyed. Theories range from them using it as a base to conduct experiments in so-called paranormal weapons, to them using the castle as a breeding center for super soldiers. While these theories may sound absurd... They are no more fanciful than other claims put forward over the years that the Nazis tried to find ancient artifacts such as the Holy Grail, the Spear of Destiny, and the Ark of the Covenant to help them win the war. After the war, the castle was returned to the Simonek family and was all but forgotten until the fall of communism in 1989. Now it is a popular tourist attraction with people coming from all over the world to visit the fortress and chapel. To this day, people say they have seen ghosts stalking its ancient corridors, and some even claim to have heard scratching noises coming from under the floor of the chapel. Could these noises be demons trying to claw their way out? Let's hope nobody ever tries to find out. Yes, please. I do not want anyone to find out, man. Yeah. About them making the super soldier. Do you not get Marvel vibes from that? A super soldier? I kind of, I more get like Resident Evil, like horror vibes with them trying to create like a genetic abomination 
you know. Really? I mean, I I think of Captain America. I guess maybe I'm and thinking Hellboy the Nazis, and it's got to together. I feel like with the Nazis, the way I'm thinking is it's got to be something nasty. You know, it's not going to be a good looking yeah. white guy, Captain America. It's going to be something, some abomination of an individual. Hellboy. You don't think Hellboy? <sighs> a Nazi Hellboy? How <laughs> yeah. terrible he's would that got be? A swat, he's got like, <laughs> he's got a swastika tattoo on his forehead. SS and, engraved into his yeah, horns. Yeah. Uh, the whole breeding farm, though, kind of thing. Oh, great. That is the like very interesting part to me. If the nazis created like a white walker demon farm where they could just pump out just robotic like soldiers to just fight for them i guess what you're saying i I think of earlier with the legends about the animal human hybrids maybe the nazis trying to make some kind of chimera definitely that is uh it's hard not to make that connection with them making chimeras there has been a Sorry about that. There's been a long history of different government organizations trying to build hybrids, and mm-hmm. chimeras always pop up, it seems like. Yeah, no doubt. Trying to... Yeah. Especially we get back to some of the local sighting demons with wings, flying beings. I want to imagine a chimera being able to fly. Who knows? I wonder what animals' wings they would put on a human to make it fly. What wings? What animal has wings? Just put some big little enough? tiny baby butterfly wings yeah, on it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any flying animal big enough. That's where uh, that's where they're bringing back previous animals like the mammoth. They're gonna bring back like pterodactyl wings to throw on us. Giant or, bat wings. Or I I imagine like Diablo. Remember in Diablo three, you could put wings on like some demonic like, big ass wings. Oh man, Mothman. What are they? Yeah, Mothman. It, they were making Mothman. Yeah, they were making Mothman for sure. Yes. Which, which kind of connects a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mystery solved. Mothman yeah. was... The, was a Nazi. <laughs> he was uh, raised in Huska Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just a... Man, I mean, it sucks, you know, that um, everything has been destroyed or lost about it. Mm-hmm. of of the experiments that the Nazis were doing there. It'd be really interesting to see the files on what they were, what they did and the outcome and then like what they were trying to accomplish with all this. And I think with the whole accompl- accomplishment thing, we have to touch in Heinrich Himmler a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was a big boy, bad Nazi, and he was... Did you find he was involved, like overseeing it? I found some evidence pointing to that he at least knew of it. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as I know, Himmler ordered Nazis to help seize control of Huska. Okay. And he wanted to investigate rumors surrounded that surrounded the castle. Okay. And if we dig a little deeper into him, we know that he is very involved with pagan religion and history and basically created his own pseudo german version of paganism and wanted to incorporate that into nazism into the nazis and this guy was very obsessed with occultism and it only would make i don't have any evidence 
saying that he was at Huska Castle, but based on his background and what he did, I can okay. only assume that he was there. But that's just my little theory. I got you. Maybe I, there is an article out there saying that he was there. If you want to put that in the comments or something, feel okay. free. I would love to see that. I thought you found something that he did oversee it. As far as I know, the, the, the quote I have here from this article is that he wanted to investigate the rumors that surrounded there and that he, he wanted to investigate. He did kind of push to seize control of Huska. Okay, yeah. So he mm. was aware of it. And yeah, but I don't have any evidence that he was there. Okay, which, yeah. I yeah. would assume he was, but I can't verify. So he that. might he may or may not have been there, mm -hmm. but he he knew of it. <laughs> so to me Oh he definitely. Was, definitely yeah, he knew he, of it. He probably was involved with uh some of the occult. Oh, I mean, he was a know. top tier Nazi in general. He joined the Nazi party in twenty three and Oversaw, oversaw secret the secret state police of the Germans. Mm -hmm. He, uh, but he was very superstitious and very, deep, very, very deep into the occult. That's exactly very deep. So that was a good way to say it. Yeah, I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he had a big part into the occult. Probably black magic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, rituals that they performed there. It's it's weird how. The Nazis have this weird mix Definitely. Of, a, of military power and then of scientists. So they in Huska, they have scientists there conducting experiments, but they're not just conducting purely scientific experiments. Definitely not. Um, they also have uh, people who are deep into the occult. Almost witchcraft-like. Yeah, practicing sort of witchcraft-like um, experiments and they, mixed yeah. with science. And there is some, I'm not going to say 100%, but there is some small connections you can make with the witchcrafty stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it is definitely a fun topic to delve into, but what sucks about it is there is, there's good evidence, but more circumstantial, not, you know, hard in fact but there definitely is a lot of connections that can be made even the insignias that the nazis would use yeah some of them looking very occulty and if you just look up like occult nazism like you'll find some very interesting images that you can definitely oh there's a you plethora know, of def information exactly out there about that mm -hmm. um but yeah so they were for sure conducting occult experiments in Huska on top of uh, the scientific experiments and and mixed together. And um, wasn't there something about the like strange um, bright lights being seen there while they were there, which oh, made me think of the Nazi bell. That is the big connection we can make there. Yeah, it made me think about it because that happened with the Nazi bell too. So yeah. it makes me wonder if they're using radiation in these experiments The Xerum 525. Yeah, and I think um, even more so on the supposed red mercury. Okay, you're going to make that connection a little more, well, aren't you? Well, red mercury has also been connected um, possibly to the Philosopher's Stone, which you know ties to experiments here. That's a tough Just, one, uh, but I, I like the connection. I mean, the Philosopher's Stone was red, mm -hmm. and, you and know, who knows? Um, it's just a very... 
there's, I, I guess I'm left with more questions about this place left in the end. You know? more. We have that dope legend with the guy being lured down and coming out 30 years aged. We have the Nazis getting involved. There's definitely some cool points that connect to Huska Castle, but we also have yeah. the main point. Why is it even built there in the middle of nowhere? It's hard to say. And I feel like there's some second generation scientist from, you know, like his dad <laughs> yeah. was there. Their He's dad a scientist let him now. Know. He has a journal. Where's the Admiral Byrd journal here? He's in here? a smaller castle in the middle of, you know, Germany mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Still carrying on the experiments, just waiting for Indiana Jones to bust in and steal it and shut him down. Yeah. Waiting you for know? his moment. I don't know. But it it's, yeah, there's a lot to this story. And it's just. Oh, it's a cool one. It's a cool one, and it's it's a true story. Uh, definitely, what, there is truth here, but you know whether or not it's a gateway to, to hell. what extent. Yeah. Yes, to what extent is the truth go on here? I do. It sucks that it was so long ago in the twelve hundreds. I would love to see an interview of a person telling their story of this demon-like creature that came out, but we'll just we'll never right. know. We will never know. Yeah, and I'd love to see the interview with the prisoner lowered in there who aged 30 years and died two days later. I mean, he got out of prison, but I mean, and as far as I know too, the two days later, they, they stuck that fucker right in an insane asylum and then died two days later. Like he was definitely fucked up after that. What did he see, man? Yeah. What did he encounter? How did he age? And obviously this is of many hundreds of years ago. Like, how or what are we supposed to take for truth and for not? But the story itself is fucking cool, man. Like, yeah, no doubt. I would definitely, I gotta throw it in a little video game reference. Like, this is the, uh, this is the plot to almost Doom with, <laughs> with the main villain, her wanting to opening up a portal to hell. And if we want to take this story for truth, there was a pit. Not necessarily mm. that looked like a portal, but it was a pit supposedly to right. a kind of hell. I like how you think of that. I think of like Morpheus traveling to hell to yeah. save his lover. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. I also think of Dante's Inferno, which is a similar story. I don't know a lot about that, but I've heard that reference before. It's kind of a reimagining of the same story. He, he travels really? to hell to... Um, uh, get back his lover that died. Okay, I could. I that would yeah. def. The this the, this is this yeah. had to be where they went. It's the only pit. I, I was know just gonna say right the to Huska hell. Castle is the final mission for your journey. Yeah, like this is where you go. Shit's fucked. You got to go down here to get your answers. But you know, I I'm yeah, about tapped it, out here, Red. You got anything else to add here? No, no, I'm good. That's all I got on the Huska Castle. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed our first video where we're trying to get better at doing this. You know, I mm-hmm. think I hope you all enjoyed it. So please, uh, you know, contribute. We want to start a GoFundMe to get Jake a proper suit. <laughs> and so, uh, well, I yeah. guess one more dumb thing to add on. Like, I would love to go to the Huska Castle because you can go there. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. 100 percent. That would be cool one day to, to visit it, take some pictures. We got two on our bucket list. We want to go to the Mothman Festival. And now we want to go to the Huska Castle. Right. <laughs> well, 
That makes three because I do want to see the pyramids of Giza the, well, and the Sphinx. That's that's just which I feel like that we could tie that into the podcast too. Yeah. So yeah. There's three. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Red. I'm Jake. See ya. Peace out.